Blue Gold Sports is rich in tradition and excellence. It's about the athletes, the coaches, the games, and the history. And it all rolls into one place. It's the Rolling with the Golds podcast. Your official UWO Claire Blue Golds podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of Rolling with the Golds. Rolling on through as the fall seasons are starting to wrap up. Sports seasons. Not all fall sports. Still got one alive. Still got one alive here. We got Nick across the board here. Uh, we got a fun episode coming up here. We're going to chat uh, with a couple of men's soccer players, the one season that's still alive for the fall sports, because they are in the Sweet 16. Third year of the program in existence, Sweet 16 already right now. Yeah, just, they just keep, I don't want to say surprising everybody, mm-hmm. because I don't think talking with talking with others around the soccer community, nobody's surprised at, at the success they're having. Now, I know because in our... <clears throat> podcast with Casey a few weeks ago and just kind of talking with you guys and you've worked with Casey too I mean on a personal level just because you've worked with Casey and other you know with with soccer net too how cool is this for you to see this where you're three you guys are in a sweet 16 you know because you're I got a your close relationship with coach Casey right right absolutely it's it's definitely gosh I don't it, I mean, the obvious answer, it's cool, mm-hmm. right? It's cool. It's surreal. It's, I mean, did we think this was going to happen? Partially no, right? Mm-hmm. You're starting a program from scratch. But at the same time, knowing Casey and knowing his staff and, and the, the the students he's brought in, mm-hmm. again, it's not a surprise. It it really isn't. Mm-hmm. And I think where they've been placed uh, was was is was a favorable favorable pod over the weekend. I think they matched up really well with North Central, mm-hmm. really well with UW Platteville. Um, you know, same could have been said for last year. I mean, they lost in PKs to Gustavus, and you know that's one or two kicks, and they're right. you know making it to the Sweet Sixteen last year. So I think it's it, it's no surprise. It, it it is really cool. It hasn't really hit me yet mm-hmm. in a sense because. It's still going on, right? Well, yeah, it's yeah. it's still going on, but like the way that that the coaches and the players like they're like walking around, it's it's just business as usual for them. It is it is insane. Like, so I was fortunate enough to go down to Platteville with them over the weekend, mm-hmm. and the the level of confidence that they had just going into the North Central match, like they were they were on like top of the world. I mean, mm-hmm. it's the number four team in the nation, and they they were treating it like it was you know just any other game mm-hmm. and you know part of part of you kind of says you know well you don't want to do that right but went in handled business had a little bit of a revenge game in round two against you know Platteville after mm-hmm. falling in the regular season finale to them and it's it, it is truly amazing what's what they've accomplished in mm-hmm. such a little time but again it's no surprise to, to anybody now they got St. Olaf coming up which they uh, played at home here in Eau Claire beginning of October. Was it a one to nothing uh, loss over yep. there? Uh, really, I mean, the the goal that was scored, uh, the kid that played for Casey over the summer in the USL2 team, uh, Clemente, he's just terrific kid, mm-hmm. terrific. Um, and even he came up to us after the game. He said, yeah, I got a little bit lucky with, <laughs> with that one. So, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be quite the battle. Yeah. Come Friday afternoon, it's again. I mean, it's it's do or die at this point. Mm-hmm. Saint Olaf has been there. They were in the Sweet Sixteen last year. Played Gustavus. Like, 
they're they're out to you know kind of rewrite history from where they ended last year. Right. We're we're still writing our own destiny. So mm-hmm. it, I think I think looking across the board, I mean, and part of this is just not knowing some of the other stories and stuff like that. I would say that us versus St. Olaf is probably the biggest matchup of the Sweet 16. Nice. I like that. Are you going to be able to go down? Are you? Going? I am going down. Nice. Traveling five hours. Yeah. Well, you're a big so. soccer fan, though, too, so. I am. Yeah. And, and I'm very fortunate that the rest of the administration, you know, allows me to do that and mm-hmm. kind of be that admin on site. And right. It's it, For me, it's, it's more just making sure that, you know, things go right, but at the same time trying to take some stuff off the plate of the coaches so that they have the time to do, you know, to coach, right? right? Yep. Like, to be honest, like, we, I sat down with, with Cody, our strength and performance coach, yesterday, and we figured out lunch for every, lunch, dinner, breakfast for every single day. Wow. I then went home and I called everything in. So we got Olive Garden already ordered. We got chicken and, and rice before lunch, like, post-game meals. Like, everything is set and ready to go. That mm. way, you know, once we get down to Chicago, that's not something Casey has to worry about. Right. Awesome. So, got them going on. I know we had some other ones wrapping up. Football wrapped up uh, their season. Uh, first year under Coach Erickson, Rob Erickson, uh, over there. So, um, I know we've kind of touched on it, you know, once in a while, but this is a process. It's it's building towards something. Feeling good about uh, the future, next couple of years, next few years coming they're, up here? They're already out recruiting. Yeah. They, they are. And that's just... It's, no off season, right? It, it They'll have a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. But at least that's what Rob says, and I, right. for, for the sake of everybody in that office, I hope they find some off time because I mean they are they truly are putting in the work. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean it's it, it is it is a process. Mm-hmm. You got to let them get you know their their style of kids in into the program. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my heart goes out to all the seniors. Obviously, this isn't the season that they you know kind of wanted to end on. Some of them this this, this was their third coaching staff right. during their collegiate careers that they you know played under. Um, and, and I'm uh, my heart goes out to them, and I and I and I, you know, I'm sad that some of them are done, mm-hmm. but I thank them for their you know hard work and dedication over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it truly it they easily could have called it quits, right? Right. But they stuck with it, and they continued to to resemble what a blue gold truly is. And mm-hmm. you know, even though the scoreboards weren't in their favor, day in and day out, they showed up and. Yeah. yeah, I mean it was it was a tough one, a tough one on Saturday. I mean it's always going to be tough when you're playing right playing Whitewater. Yep. I mean anytime you're playing a team that gets an NCAA, that's the crazy thing that I don't think people like truly realize is you know not only is our conference one of the hardest, well, we played Co as a non-conference this year. They got into the tournament. Mm-hmm. We played Bethel. They were on the outside looking in. Like right, our schedule is no joke, and it'll be nice when you know. You start kind of pairing some of those wins together, and right. you know, so kind of starting to get back that recognition. And right, yeah, we'll be. This is this is this is the coaching staff to do it. Yeah. I have no doubt. Uh, speaking of you know coaching staffs and such, I know volleyball uh, ending short too. But this was something that you kind of talked about too. A younger team, you know, kind of the future still looks pretty darn good. Yeah, for, for and volleyball even here. We we sat and we watched the entire team sat and watched the selection show. Mm-hmm. And I think part of it was kind of just to be like. I mean, there was, there was a chance that we could still get in. Like a lot of things would have had to happen, mm-hmm. um, but I think part of it was kind of just like kind of get that sour taste in your mouth, right? right? Because for so long we've we've been fortunate enough to do so well in the regular season and the postseason. That you know, mm-hmm. after the conference tournament, it's like, okay, where are we going? 
or where are we host, who are we hosting? Right. And now it's a, you know, not even being a tournament, you kind of just sit there and it's like, well, it's over. And so, um, but yeah, very young, um, you know, hopefully they come, come back with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, part of me is going to be a Wyak fan for that tournament. I think Oshkosh, Whitewater, I think they'll, they'll go deep, very deep into the, into the tournament. So, mm-hmm. Uh, we got some runners going to nationals though too. Uh, the girls' team, shout outs, and we had a couple runners uh, from from the squad in here, so they're going to nationals. Yeah, hosted uh-huh. the uh, hosted the North Region, mm-hmm. North Regional. Saw some um, of the runners warming up early on Claremont uh, Saturday morning and such from other teams. That it looked like there were some runners running around or something like that all across town warming really? up. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was high school. I, they were runners, though. They were running around early. I don't know if it was college. Okay. They race up in Colfax. Okay. I didn't know if their hotel room, if they had one at Holiday or something like that over there. Oh, maybe. But, um, but yeah, the women took second. Um, Carolyn Schultz, second overall. Um, she ran a pretty good race. So, uh, we, yep, women women qualified for, for nationals. Um, they were selected as one of the teams. And then Mason Shea from the men's side mm-hmm. um, was the lone individual for them. So... Those thirteen runners and and coaching staff leave today. Actually, same time as soccer does. So okay, national meet. Yeah, I mean that's had, what we talk about with the uh, cross country and track and field, right? It's national championships it's when you're peaking. Mm-hmm. So definitely, you know, they're definitely not not out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, even a second place finish in regional, they easily could. I shouldn't say easily, but again, wouldn't shock me if they you know placed very very high at, at nationals and mm-hmm. you know went out and. Possibly even win the whole thing, right? Uh, should we move to some winter sports here? Because I want to give a shout out to, to wrestling. What I know we were talking about with with Coach Fader last week and that, but what a big win! Uh, just uh, was it the, the past weekend? So mm-hmm. I, I even saw the Chancellor tweeting about it. Number Chancellor's bouncing everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, so side note: seven home events on Saturday, mm-hmm. twelve events overall. So like. I know Jason had put something on Twitter, but shout out to to my colleagues and the rest of our admin staff. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as I had fun down in Platteville, uh, even if I wasn't able to go, I would have loved to be at home and mm-hmm. and 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 help work those events and and stuff like that. So um, yeah, it was. I think that and that was that makes those days easier, mm-hmm. right? Right. I mean, obviously, winning is always great, but for a program that. You know, five years, five six years ago, was was really struggling to yeah. even fill out a roster. To mm-hmm. now come out and upset the number four team in the nation, yep, and kind of put stuff on. We I mean, we had a we had a freshman beat the top ranked guy in this weight class Man. in the nation, like, and just seeing the excitement and the 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 energy in McPhee after that it was just it was outstanding. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it doesn't get any easier for them because right. they have. <laughs> I think Augsburg. I know Augsburg and Lacrosse. Okay, they're coming up. Oshkosh tonight. We're recording this on a Wednesday, but the next week they host Augsburg, uh, who's number one in the nation, and then after that Lacrosse a couple weeks later, who's like I think number five or six. Okay, right now. So okay. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of strength of schedules, like right. no that's, kidding, right? That's huge. So. Yeah, they're off to a you know a good start. Um, I just love listening or chatting with uh, with Coach too. We'll have to get him on the pod one of these Coach days. Coach Fader, yeah, oh, he's the best. He's awesome to he talk is. to. 
I just love his mindset. He, and the one thing that I that I admire about him is that he loves the sport. Mm-hmm. He does, but he he truly tries to get everybody else to. Sh- he wants to share his passion. Mm-hmm. He does because I think he he understands how much it means to him and how much it means to the athletes, and he just wants everyone else to share that because they're having such a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what he's done with that program, like you mentioned, I remember a few years ago it was. It wasn't in good shape, right? I mean, it just let's just call it what it is. As you say, call a spade a spade. It wasn't in good shape. Not a lot of you know people on there, and the turnaround he's done right. with, with this has been. I remember was it? I don't know if they still do this. A couple of years ago, when they had the mats down on lower campus outside. Yep, they still do. Do so they, they still do, do that? Okay, they do practice. Um, I don't know if they did it this year. I don't know if it was too cold or. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they'll bring the camp. They'll bring a couple mats up to the campus mall and. Mm-hmm. You know, they they basically just take up the walking path, so people have to sit and and right. you know or walk around and mm-hmm. or sit and kind of just watch practice and yep yeah it's something like that is is really cool yeah absolutely uh, do you want to go hoops hoops wise hoops uh, on this one I know the men's team just got a win last night against St John's big one against yep. St John's mm-hmm. um, you know they had they had St Norbert too on Saturday mm-hmm. kind of let a lead kind of slip away um, but one on one. It's you know going in, they could go down to Wash U this weekend. The Lopata Classic is is a prestigious tournament, so they'll have their hands full mm-hmm. down there. Um, but yeah, it's it it it'll be interesting to see where their, their scoring does come from this year. Um, losing obviously losing Brock White's huge, um, but I mean we get some. I think we get more shooters than some people realize, mm-hmm. and so it might just be. Three point central, nice. Kind of turned into like Golden State. Golden a State years Warriors. Ago. Yeah, we were just Splash. talking with uh, with coach about that last year, last week on last week's podcast. The style of basketball these days, right? A little bit there, and he talked about shooters. You got to shoot. Yeah, got to be able to shoot. So, yeah, kind of fits one. that one. Uh, uh, women's wise, they got Bethel coming up uh, this Saturday, and then speaking of Saint Norbert, Saint Norbert next Tuesday uh, coming up here too. So they just. Got underway this past weekend in the uh, tip-off tournament. Fell just a little bit short down there, but it's early. Young team too. Mm-hmm. Again, um, you know, graduating those those four seniors that ate up a lot of minutes the past couple of years. Right. Um, it's it, it now opens the door for others to kind of sprout and and kind of see what they're all made of. So, yeah, a couple a couple of big ones, and I mean, before we know it, it'll be it'll be conference conference time already. And it's the reason men's hockey started conference play last night. Women's hockey started last weekend. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, and, and granted, for for those who don't know, basketball they have it's kind of similar to football, where you kind of play your non-conference in the beginning, mm-hmm. and then once January comes around, then you get into that Wednesday Saturday swing of of true conference games. But for like hockey, they just they mix them in mm-hmm. everywhere because they have to play every team three times. So you kind of have to, you know, right. you kind of have to you know sprinkle them in here and there so right with the uh, the men's team coming off that loss to stevens point Stevens point ranked uh 13th 13th 14th i mean and then with with those two i, I don't mean to interrupt you but no it's it's a flip of, of right. a coin That's... every single year mm-hmm. it, it it truly is i mean it's got to be one of uh, one of the most underrated rivalries in division three hockey mm-hmm. i'd say NCAA hockey altogether because I mean it is you truly don't know who's going to win which team is going to come out mm-hmm. and going up to KB Willett is always hard that place 
on a Tuesday afternoon, the week before Thanksgiving, it was packed last night. Like it, looking from the live stream, it was jam packed, mm-hmm. and like that's that's what you want. It had that playoff atmosphere, and we're only what four five games in, like so. Again, first loss of the year. They have a couple more conference ones coming up. It'll be interesting to see how they kind of respond. Mm-hmm. North Flint on Friday, River Falls on Saturday. River Falls another. I was just gonna, you know, talk about you were talking about rivalries, you know, with, with that too. And you know, I immediately thought of the the River Falls and Eau Claire one, you know, with with hockey and women's hockey, right? You and, know, the women's side there, right? And and I think and they play Saturday. I Saturday, think? Yeah. yeah. So like even that. That's going to be a back and forth game. Mm-hmm. Um, Coach Strands, I mean, they're kind of kind of on a roll, roll right now. Mm-hmm. Um, got some key players back, back uh, from injury. Sophie Roush doing Sophie Roush things. Um, it's <clears throat> I think the biggest question for them coming into the season was goaltending a little bit, mm-hmm. just with experience and losing an All American. Um, so, but Alexa Backman and Josie Matheson have been splitting time in, in the cage, and they both have have been outstanding so far. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, bringing you bring in the firepower of River Falls for an afternoon matchup, it'll be Hobbs will be should oh, yeah. be pretty packed and it should be a good one. Absolutely. Uh swimming and diving just continue to rack up points, man. I mean, they're just dominating right now. I mean, what else can you say about it other than that? Well, they're going to re- they're going to swim against a D2 school here yeah. shortly, <laughs> so maybe that is the answer, right? Oh my gosh, Annie is 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 wonderful. So every week she sends us like little quotes and stuff like that with the recaps and everything, and she's like, "They're so tired and and it was a long week, but they 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 swam well and they dove really well." It's like, Annie, they just beat them by two hundred points. <laughs> <laughs> like, if that's what if, if if that's what it is when they're tired, I want to see when they're fresh right. because holy cow! Yeah, I was looking at some of the scores. I'm like, wow. I mean, just like that's the word that comes to mind is just domination. Right. Domination. Right. This has got to be a great test, though, as you mentioned, going up against a D2 school coming up here. St. Cloud? St. Cloud, yeah. Yeah, St. Cloud coming up here. So. I think I do it almost every year, though. Okay. I can't really remember how we usually do. Mm-hmm. But, again, it's a D2 school nonetheless. Right. I'm, I'm excited to see how that stacks up. Right. That's a great measuring test. It is. And, and, like, and that's the thing, especially, I mean, with swim and dive, it's not, the, I mean, it, it's prominent, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of YX schools that have it around here. Mm-hmm. But, like, you go out east and, like, how we talk about football here, they talk about swimming out there. Mm-hmm. Same with tennis and, and, you know, down south with golf. Like, so just keep just keep going at it. Right. And, and the biggest thing for swimming is is getting those times to qualify at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And, again, I think it's one of those sports where they're trying to kind of take the cross-country and track method where they're peaking, peaking towards the end of the year rather than mid-season. Right. Yep. And if that's the case, I mean, we're beating teams by, you know, 190 points. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is it going to be in January and February? Right. Exactly. All right. So shall we uh, get the boys in? Should we talk a little more soccer? Yeah. Coming up here? We've got a couple uh, men's soccer players, uh, Carter Tiesfeld, Will Heinen, uh, just two great individuals, um, two guys that, I mean, Carter kind of touches on it. He's known Casey almost as, almost half of his life. Mm-hmm. Um, Knowing him since he was thirteen, um, both kind of took a chance, yep. and and came here and started the program in year year one and yep. or year three, and it it truly is. And we get into it a little bit. Um, it is a very humble group in, in a sense of they're not about the stats, they're not about you know personal accolades and stuff like that. I mean, 
I didn't really want to highlight it too much, but like Carter Teesfield right now is leading Division Three soccer in assists. Mm. Mind you, he led Division Three soccer last year in assists. Like that's not an easy feat. Mm-hmm. But you would talking with him, he'd never tell you that. Yeah, when you kind of mentioned it there, because uh, we pre-recorded that, he just kind of brushed it off a little bit, right? You know, just and the humbleness about it. It it, it is and. It is that is a direct representation of that program, mm-hmm. and they are all all in for each other. It is truly about the, the team and how the team, you know, performs and how getting the result that they want and getting that common goal. Mm-hmm. And it it is truly it is truly interesting. I think one of the big things um, I sat in on a team meeting yesterday um, was coach had mentioned. You know, you make it past the Sweet 16, the Elite 8, and, you know, we do end up finding, if we do end up finding ourselves in the Final Four, it is it is a cool, it, you're, you're treated like royalty, per se. And, like, I don't know if it really resonated with them, but, like, that's, he's, he's not wrong. And mm-hmm. having a coach that's been to the Final Four multiple times, I mean, case that's the other funny, funny thing is, so Casey used to coach at St. Thomas, and St. Thomas would go th- go to the final four in men's soccer well where was their regional or where was their their sectional their sweet 16 lead eight chicago mm. so it's almost kind of like the same path and yeah. destiny a little bit for for casey yeah um going down to chicago this weekend so um gotta take care of business of st olaf first and mm-hmm. on friday but yeah it was it was good talking with them and they're it, it's such a good group it, it really is right um especially if they've all they've all been in this together mm-hmm. it's like the high school musical song now goes through my head <laughs> high school musical song we're all in this together i never watched it you know what i'm talking maria my intern's in the corner she knows what i'm talking I have about no idea other people will know about. what i'm talking about apparently <laughs> but is that that zach efron movie yes okay that zach efron movie that's the only, the only I... one he did yeah he was pretty good in Baywatch, the remake. He was pretty funny in that one. Yeah, he was. No. Um, but. <laughs> really creepy as Ted Bundy in Netflix, but anyways. So, I don't know if you've ever watched that one. How did this go off the rails <laughs> this you, quickly? You name drop <laughs> high school musical movie. Uh, I don't know of many athletes that would use that as motivation, but here we are. So, you know. It's, it, I think it's one of those things where they. They truly want to see each other excel mm-hmm. as much as they themselves want to excel. Mm-hmm. And having a core group that has been here since since year one, because I know Cart. I mean, we talked about it. Will and Carter have been here since since the beginning, right? right. They're two of like I'd say, gosh, I don't have the roster in front of me, but I'd say twenty four, two of twenty four guys that have been here since the program got started, and like that in itself is pretty right. Is is pretty outstanding. Absolutely. So, uh, let's take a quick break. Word from our sponsors, and then uh, we'll bring the boys in. It's a really fun conversation. So, yes, sir. That'll be up coming up after these quick words. Are you looking for a staycation? Well, we have you covered, and there's something for everyone. With plenty of options to choose from, you can get away and relax at any of our local hotels, like the brand new Holiday Inn Express and Suites, Eau Claire West, Candlewood Suites. Holiday Inn Express and Suites Lake Halley, or Staybridge Suites. Want the whole package? Johnny's Italian Steakhouse and Holiday Inn South are the premier full-service hotel and restaurant in Eau Claire. 
Unwind, recharge, and enjoy the experience. We are here when you're ready for whatever you need. With a Royal Credit Union checking account, you get endless ways to bank, save, and spend. Royal's checking accounts offer all the benefits you need, like no minimum balance, no monthly fees, and customizable real-time alerts. You'll have access to our free online banking and mobile app, so managing your account is easy. We're in your neighborhood, on your phone, and here to help. Open your checking account with Royal Credit Union today at rcu.org slash account. insured by NCUA. Where do you go for great burgers, drinks, and fun? Wahlburgers inside your local Hy-Vee. The Wahlburgers and Hy-Vee stores have a large menu, including a kid's menu, plus a full bar. You'll find the classic Wahlburgers favorites, including Mark and Donnie Wahlberg's favorite burgers and Chef Paul Wahlberg's famous tater tots, plus amazing appetizers, sandwiches and salads, and delicious shakes and desserts. For a great meal on the go, check out Wahlburgers at Hy-Vee. All right, we are back, and Nick, as per usual, why don't you introduce our guests? Here's this for should this in- episode of the podcast. Should I introduce you guys like the uh, PA announcer at Platteville? Oh, please don't. Oh. We're here all day. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we have Carter Tiesfeld and Will Heinen uh, from Men's Soccer. Uh, just came off an opening round and second round victories in the mm-hmm. NCAA tournament at Joke. Is Keegan, who does the PA announcing at UW Platteville, assistant basketball coach? He gets really into it. Yeah, and it's two things. One, he loves he loves what he does, right? But two, with where because it's it's a bowl, it just echoes everywhere, and you actually can hear the echo from from the booth. And so it's like Carter, Carter. <laughs> it, yeah, no intros took like what 17, 20 minutes Something like that. on, on Saturday. So does it get you jacked up, or is it just like get it over with and let's get going? I mean, it's nice for the first few names, but then after a while, you're just like, let's let's start playing, you know? Right, exactly. So, well, boys, uh, welcome uh, to the podcast. I know your uh, season's still going on. Quite the uh, quite the weekend uh, last weekend. I mean, some late games though too. I think you were kind of talking about that. Like, it ain't gonna start on time because there was a lot going on. I think at uh, at Platteville, wasn't it? Right. Yeah. Over there? Two o'clock football game. They had mm-hmm. basketball that that evening too, and right. Um, you know, well, it wasn't the best situation I think for, for Platteville, but mm-hmm. I think we were we were joking on Friday. Um, one of the rounds or one of the pods actually finished up, so Calvin got through both their first two games before we even kicked off for our first one. Okay, nice. Just not crazy, but right back to some normalcy this weekend. A little bit. Yeah, so little Sweet bit, Sixteen, yeah. right? Oh yeah, the Sweet Sixteen. What's that? Uh, what's that feeling like right now for you guys? I mean, it's uh, definitely a great experience. We haven't like had that full experience yet, being there. But mm-hmm. um, just to be able to go somewhere farther than we did last year, right, is definitely an accomplishment in itself. But uh, there's nothing stopping us from going any farther. So that's kind of our mindset going into the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I totally agree. We rounded 32 last year, so to get farther is a big improvement for us, especially being three-year program, two years in the tournament. Mm-hmm. When you're not in the tournament, and that happened to be our first year, so it's a big accomplishment for us. You, now, you mentioned the round of 32. I kind of had asked Casey about this, like if there was any like talk about last year like in this whole thing, and he said he kind of didn't mention it until the like the, the pregame huddle before Platteville. Was it talked internally between you know the players and stuff like that? Um, I mean, it was kind of on everybody's mind anyway. Like, I, Obviously, a goal as an athlete is to, is to improve every year, so... I mean, preseason and postseason, what we've been in now. 
I think everybody's main goal was to get farther, and then ultimately now where we're at, go as far as we possibly can. Um, so yeah, I mean, it may, might not have been verbal, but I think everybody was kind of on the same page on the team. Yeah, I totally agree. We were all just focused on this year. Last year happened, we lost, and we don't want to focus that too much because we did lose. We're just focused on winning right now. Mm-hmm. So you two are juniors, right? Yeah. Yep. So hey, you've been with the program since since day one, year since one? Since the beginning, yeah. Yep. What's the it? founders. The founders, right? So what's it like to know, I mean, you're coming into a brand new, first of all, as, as freshmen coming into a brand new program, what was it that sold you guys to come to, to Eau Claire and be a part of a brand new program coming on campus? I've actually known Casey since I was about 13. Okay. So I've been playing him for playing with him for a while, mm-hmm. and he's coached me since 13. There's been some gaps where I didn't play for him, but as soon as he got the job, he texted me and asked me, "How do you want to start a program with me?" And I was very interested because it's something like not everyone in the nation can do. There's only right. like a select what the roster is probably 30 people. Mm-hmm. So like the first 30 to start a brand new program and be this successful is just it's amazing. Right. Yeah, being able to have a playing time as a freshman was a big selling point for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I had played KC and CT in club, and um, it was some really great games that we played, and I knew some of the guys on Casey's previous club team that were going to go play at Eau Claire. Uh, so knowing that there was a high level of player involvement mm-hmm. and player level, as well as being the opportunity to play my first year, was definitely a big selling point for me. You mentioned the success already, too. I mean, you guys got another year yet coming up here, too. We don't even know how this year is going to finish, but you guys are setting the bar pretty high. Mm -hmm. Do you take that, you know, kind of with, like, I don't want to say personal, but, like, as a sort of pride, too, that, you know what, we are a new program. You hear new programs coming in. Maybe it takes a little bit to to build, but you guys are setting the bar so high. Is that kind of a motivating thing for you you guys, too? Yeah, I think it's just kind of a culture piece. Mm -hmm. I know Casey loves winning, and everybody on the team loves winning. But we, one thing we more, like more is not losing, kind of that thing. Yep. So um, it was kind of our expectation coming in. Like our goal is to win as many games and not lose as many games as we could. And uh, I think that's kind of turned into uh, a precedent of we're a winning program. And for being a first-year program, second-year program, third-year program, I think we've set the bar a lot higher for a lot of other schools now joining the WIAC and building up programs as well. Mm-hmm. I think that our success has kind of brought that on to other schools in the area. Absolutely. That's I think you mentioned the Y Act. That'll be uh, some something that'll come next year, um, as Point River and Stout add men's soccer. So we'll get six teams, and um, you guys will have an automatic qualifier through your conference tournament and stuff like that. And it's funny because like I hope other schools don't see us and just be like, oh yeah, we can easily replicate that in like three years. Like no, this is a special group. Or maybe you want them to so they kind of have that overconfidence a little bit, right? Just because, you know, I'm just playing devil's advocate a little bit. I mean, hey, bring more yeah. – the more schools we can yeah. get, the more games we can get. I mean, mm-hmm. I, it's the season seems like it's drawn on forever a little bit, <laughs> but they've only played 19 games, mm-hmm. which to me is still insane. We're like volleyball is end of the year 25-plus, mm-hmm. right? So um, – so, yeah, I mean, that'll be a big one. Um, you know, three new teams, three teams that have already, you know, kind of been around. And, you know, who knows, maybe down the line we'll get, you know, even more. Yeah. Schools. I got to imagine leg up for, you know, Eau Claire, too, because of the success that they're having. You know, it's going to be a little different where you do have the conference and automatic qualifiers next year. But you've already had that experience with, with tournament play, and you probably got that little bit more motivation. Not to look too far ahead, yeah. you know, for, for next year for, for you guys. But maybe that's more so, you know, kind of for Nick. You know, looking at that from a uh, future prospect. Oh, 100%. And I think we've, I mean, the writing's kind of already on the wall. Again, not to get too far ahead of us, but, 
you know, like I said, three established teams and three brand new teams, there's going to be a gap. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll even out. Like, like I have no doubt it will. Um, just knowing some of the coaches at the other schools and and what the other schools have to offer. I mean, again, it, it will quickly rise to being one of the hardest conferences in the nation, as mm-hmm. it is for every other sport. Right. So, you guys, your next game's Friday, right? Coming up on Friday nights mm-hmm. uh, over there. Um, what's your week been like? You know, ever after coming off that that weekend, uh, advancing to the Sweet Sixteen. Do you guys go? What are you chuckling at uh, over there? Getting back to Eau Claire at two thirty, two thirty morning. Has <laughs> that been? You know, coach is he kind of trying to preach a little normalcy? You know, are you guys changing anything up? I mean, I got to imagine is the excitement there a little bit more butterflies? Anything? What, what what's the week been like so far for you guys? I think it's pretty normal. It's just like it's another game. We can't mm-hmm. treat it any differently. We've already played Olaf, so we know what to expect. So. Coach is obviously changing the game plan because we did happen to lose. Mm-hmm. So we're adapting to what they're going to bring out. They did bring some players back too, so we have to adapt to that as well. But, I mean, everything's normal. We got our rest day. We're doing our walkthroughs, doing everything that we can to get prepared. So it's just it's pretty normal to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, a bunch of the jokes the coaches have made too have been don't change up anything. Keep your, your uh, schedule exactly the same, mm-hmm. uh, trying to c- repeat that success. So, I mean, it's kind of day by day for all of us, and I think the most stressful part for me, at least, has been just trying to get my schoolwork. Yeah. In, in that <laughs> sense, we're leaving tomorrow. We're going to be missing a few days. So um, I think that's been the most uh, abnormal part of my week. But mm-hmm. um, the coaches have done a great job. The guys have done a great job of uh, trying to keep this as just another game, even with so much stuff on the line. We talk about, you know, with a lot of different sports, you know, film work. Is that something you guys do? Do you watch film on opponents or yourself? I mean, is film work, film, work, film study kind of a focal part of, of, of soccer for you guys? Oh, yeah. Casey will put probably five games of Olaf from the year onto our film. Mm-hmm. We watch that on our own. Then we have a coach, Andrew Shirley. He'll break it down for us on what we need to expect. And then they'll always harp on us, like, CT, your film time's only an hour. It should be at, like, five. So they always So they can track that? Oh, yeah. 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 So That's... I know uh, I've had coaches, too, like she mentioned, Shirley, have sent me individual clips. Like, this is what we need you to do. We like wow. when you did this, didn't like when you do that. So um, as we've progressed through these last three years, film has gotten more and more involved. Mm-hmm. And I think that's been a, a great representation of how our success has built up as well. Right. That's, I mean, really advanced, it sounds like, too, with those individual uh, clips over there. I'm, there. A lot of the same programs, do you know, Nick, if they do that, too? Or Yeah, and there's a lot of good film uh, softwares out there to mm-hmm. where they literally will break it down by mm-hmm. situation. I know for hockey, um, one of the men's team uses a software that it literally, like, it takes about, gosh, five, six hours. So coach just does it o- overnight. Mm-hmm. But when he wakes up in the morning, it will literally break it down. So if you want to see an offensive offensive zone draw when you're down by one for the entire year, it'll pull up every single clip Wow! from that face-off dot. Very similar to what soccer, you want to see a corner kick from, from one side, an in-swinging ball versus an out-swinging ball. Like, it will break it down to that much. And, that, again, that's just part of the tech, technology. That, along with, we talked with Casey and the catapults and stuff like that, and Zach and Cody and your recovery and all that stuff. It is, it's just amazing how far we've we, we've come with technology, mm-hmm. and I mean, I'm excited to see you know how we can utilize it more and more in the future. Absolutely, that's that's awesome. So, uh, for anybody who doesn't know, what position do you guys play? Uh, I play center, attacking mid most of the time. Okay, and I played winger all year, right or left. Gotcha. Right now, so. so you guys mentioned too that you played club. Uh, you know, clubs were. How did that help you prepare 
do you think uh, for for college? Because one of the things when we ask some of these athletes, you know, it's a jump from high school right to to college. What are some of the adjustments? Do you think the fact that you guys played club, did that help you prepare to, to play at the next level? Yeah, it's huge. I mean, similarly, like AAU and basketball, mm-hmm. like when you're going to go to that next level, the top end clubs, you kind of end up playing the same guys over and over again. And those guys that kind of transfer with you to college. Um, and it's definitely even from club to high school, just a whole different level mm-hmm. of competition. And um, if you wanted to be very, very successful, you, you'd move up in club ranks uh, throughout your state. And you'd play teams from other other states and stuff like that. So yeah, clubs a huge huge part of uh, mm-hmm. pre success for post success in college. Right. Yeah, I agree. Like, if you're if you're serious about soccer, you'll start playing club soccer when you're probably getting in ten ten years old, mm-hmm. and you just slowly climb the ranks. Like you said, like I never played him until my last year of club, and like I didn't know who he was. Played him, and I was like, oh, this guy, I don't like him. <laughs> and Casey's like. Yeah. Uh, he's a recruit. I'm like, really? I got to play with this kid? And now, like, <laughs> we used to call ourselves the dynamic duo our freshman year. So yeah. it's just crazy to think I didn't like this kid. Now, like, the connection is just insane. Right. Yeah, the competitive juices are definitely uh, something that we had previous to coming here. So uh, it's definitely just, like, a cultural piece, too. Casey likes to recruit those guys. Yeah. Where when we're not in the same team, we're enemies. But when we come together, we're a great a great duo. So uh, something to look back at and laugh at. So That's cool. That's a really cool story. Why did you like him? Uh, to begin with, just was he a Pesca piece on the talk? He's, he's, yeah. Yeah. Trash talk. He he's from Edina. Edina. Oh, okay. So, well, I'm guys. not actually from Edina, but I did play for Edina. Oh, okay. If you're so from Minnesota, you'll know. Gotcha. So that's kind of part of it there, too. Yep. I didn't know if he did something particular oh, no, no, no. or just it was kind of. He, a... he likes to talk a lot, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's my thing. So. Yeah. Did you like him or did you, you know? No, there, I didn't like anybody on the yeah. team at that point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I but love that. They're all good at soccer, so. When you see they're all coming, you're like, damn. <laughs> I mean, so you're both from Minnesota. How did you guys get into to soccer? I mean, you know, it's winter and all that sort of stuff. So what was it that drew you guys to soccer initially? I mean, way back when there was a team called, uh, what were they, Minnesota Stars or the team before that. Mm-hmm. I actually knew one of the players, and I was at a camp watching my brother when I was probably about five years old. And I was just throwing a fit, like crying because I couldn't play. So this player, he just brought me out. His name's Ansu Torre. He played for MLS teams before. And so he brought me out there, and I started playing. And then since then, I just picked up soccer, and I've never left it since I was like That's five. awesome. That's a really cool story, yeah. I had the classic story of I just wanted to play every sport possible. Mm-hmm. So I'd be soccer in the summer and track in the spring, football in the fall, and basketball in the winter, and mm-hmm. trying to just play as many things as possible. It's kind of just... My, what my thing was and then it wasn't really until high school when you had to make the choice like oh you want to play football or soccer or right like I didn't play any sport really all year round it was just I wanted to play everything mm-hmm. um, but then when it comes to the point where you want to be like be really competitive and, and go as far as you can in one sport you kind of nowadays you have to select at least one of them right you can be lucky if you get two um, so consequently my two favorite sports were the same season in Minnesota <laughs> so I kind of had to pick one or the other um, and that was kind of when I started taking soccer serious was the start of high school. So. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So uh, what has been the biggest adjustments, you know, maybe from high school club ball to jumping up to, to the college ranks here? Especially you guys are a little bit different, too, because it was a new program. You know, maybe was it a little bit of a learning curve for everybody uh, at, at that point? Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, for our first year, I think the biggest adjustment was kind of just getting to know everybody on your team. Mm-hmm. I mean, with club, at least, you tend to have the same guys, at least core, 
progress throughout the years and you'll add new pieces that here and there but when you have a whole new team you're playing teams that have been together for three four years had same strength and conditioning coaches for three four years and um, the physicality the speed of play mm -hmm. um, everything is is way way higher especially when they have so much time together um, so coming in with not having played with any of us not having any strength or conditioning um, definitely a setback but we've we've managed to overcome that pretty well mm -hmm. I would agree like there's gaps in club soccer where your lowest level player and your highest level player like your highest level player could be division one and your lowest level player could maybe not even see his high school field mm -hmm. and go, coming into college it's like everyone on our team was a star player of their high school team of their club team they're the captain so just putting a bunch of those kids together is kind of hard because mm -hmm. we all started and now you're telling a kid that he's gonna have to sit for two years and wait for his time right that just doesn't go over well with the star player most of the time well right? and i think that's important especially i mean you you had mentioned it like you guys love to win but you also you hate to lose and part of that is you know we don't really look at this i don't, I don't know it may correct me if i'm wrong you guys don't really look at statistics when it comes down to it right i mean what four goals on the weekend only a max of eight guys find the stat sheet like yeah. do you guys do you guys go back and forth with each other on that stuff or is it more just about you know the team progressing and and getting that victory and knowing that you did your job so the guy next to you can do his and ultimately you know find that common goal yeah i mean we always joke after games like oh like I scored two goals, whatever, stuff like that. But even like you said, eight guys are on the stat sheet. Um, every single person was smiling, jumping around, giving each other hugs and high fives after the game. Like, um, I don't think that's our ultimate end goal. I know, like, obviously some people are going to be like, oh, my God, I scored two goals today. Oh, I had three assists today, stuff like that. And, like, obviously when it happens to me too, I'm like, oh, great, I had a great game. But if we lose, it doesn't really mean anything at that point. So mm -hmm. you can definitely see the change in um, personality and happiness, I guess you could say, when we win regardless of whether or not somebody played five minutes or all 90. Um, everybody had a smile on their face afterwards, which is definitely a, a cultural piece here. Mm -hmm. I agree because, I mean, Sam Lynch, he's throwing his body out there. He'll dive head first at a ball, and that doesn't go on the stat sheet, but that saves a goal right there. So mm -hmm. stat sheet at the end of the day, it's cool to look at, but it, it doesn't mean anything to us because it doesn't matter if we don't win. Mm -hmm. You score three goals, awesome. You had a hat trick, but we lost five to three, so it doesn't really help us. So. Mm -hmm. And then stat sheet's cool, but it really doesn't mean much to us. Mm -hmm. And I guess to, to kind of feed off that too, what would you say is uh, something about soccer that people just, you know, a negative connotation to it, or somebody has this preconceived notion about soccer that is just completely false? You know, like, is there anything that you guys have run into? Maybe it was like friends or something like that. That, that is not physical. Yeah. That, that everyone <laughs> flops all the time. And don't get me wrong, there's there are people who will be – dive in head first anytime they get touched but mm -hmm. um like you said for the majority of the part like we have players who dive head first in front of balls like getting struck at 70 miles per hour and they'll put their whole face in line for it mm -hmm. um there's definitely a physicality piece that i think people um miss that soccer is misrepresented mm -hmm. with um and i think that's something that people always make fun of us for is all oh, you guys flop and stuff mm -hmm. like that so right also i think people think soccer is easy like kick a ball on a goal what's so hard about it they go to a high school game, high school level compared to a club and college level is just, there's a huge drop off because you're just looking for kids in the school that can fill the roster. Mm -hmm. So our friends are seeing that and they're like, oh, that's nothing. Then you bring them out to the field and you're like, take the ball from me. And it takes them like 30 minutes just to get a foot on it. Right. So I think it's often overlooked at how hard it actually is because the 
coordination and skills we all have mm -hmm. and how hard we work for it, I think people just think they can just jump in and play mm -hmm. just because they're athletic. Well, I also think I 100% I agree with both of you. I think another part is how much scheming and game planning truly does go into it. Um, I mean, you look at we, you guys came out in a certain formation against Platteville and then later in the game you completely changed that formation due to, to, due to the situation. Right, we saw it um, in actually the first game of the weekend with Platteville and Lake Forest. Um, Lake Forest came out in a certain formation. Platteville came out in a certain formation. wasn't working for Platteville in 15 minutes, and they completely changed everything. And so I think that's that's another thing that definitely gets looked over is, you know, where are you putting your pieces? Where are you trying to, you know, put the ball? Are you trying to overload one side? Are you trying to, you know, single out a certain defender who might not be, you know their top player or somebody who's played 90 minutes repeatedly over and over again mm -hmm. and you know that he's going to be gassed and you know that's their weak point and that's your focal point to attack that and that's where you're going to get your best opportunities and I think the coaching staff that you guys have do a very very good job of that there's mm -hmm. not a lot of like I mean there is a little bit of hoorah I will take a little bit of credit with that you guys know what I'm talking about yeah. um, but like that's that's where like I think it, it's just it's ama it's amazing to me. I mean, even in just three years, Casey and the rest of his staff, how much soccer knowledge they truly have, to where they recognize something and they exactly know how to how to counter it. Mm -hmm. That's a good point too, too because it, that might be not something a, a casual fan sees on TV or, or something like that. There, there is a scheme or game plan uh, in, involved in it, and you guys kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier, preparing for your next match about kind of changing some things up. So I think, yeah, that's a good point. Like, I, I'll i be honest, I wouldn't have known, like, how much involved there is for, for scheming and coming up with game plans that way. Yeah, and also there's no timeouts in soccer. So, mm -hmm. I mean, you have halftime, obviously, but we'll be – Casey will relay over um, – or relay information to somebody coming in, and he'll have to relay the information to everybody, and everybody has to be on the same page. And mm -hmm. um, being able to be, like, that organize, that well organized, I give props to Casey and the rest of the coaching staff. Right. Yeah, with the game plan thing, before every game, we go to a classroom, walk in there, and Casey spends over an hour on a whiteboard writing everything we're going to do, drawing all of our set pieces, just sits there for an hour by himself, does it all. We walk in, go over it for 20 minutes, go out, warm up, come back in, recheck it, and then that's that. Wow. Is it safe to say you guys have had 19 different game plans this year? Yeah, around there. Yeah. yeah. Right, so that's wow. a different game plan for every single game they played mm -hmm. i mean they played platteville twice they'll you know 20th game coming up here against olaf they'll probably have two separate game plans and that's just it's insane especially when you guys get those stretches where you're playing you know three games within like six days like you almost just kind of have to have a goldfish mind mm -hmm. like game's done okay forget what we did there on to the next one here's what we're gonna do here's mm -hmm. how we're gonna attack or here's mm -hmm. how we're gonna utilize certain people right and also too you get put in different positions too so we could have the same game plan, but you get thrown in a whole different spot on the field, and your your whole idea of how you're going to play changes. Mm -hmm. So uh, knowing your specific role and how that can change through is uh, definitely a complex part. You mentioned that you know it's it doesn't stop no halftime you know or timeouts or anything like that. You know I was my kid he's six years old and we were there was a soccer game on TV a couple weeks ago and he's like Dad how long does this go and, you know they're like ninety one minutes in you know what do they stop is there any quarters or anything like that you know <laughs> I'm not the greatest soccer you know expert in the world but trying to explain it to to a six year old but when you're constantly moving like that is that something 
you guys have to pay attention to is that clock or i mean you know because i have to imagine your endurance has to be up there too to, to play this game you know just the running back and forth and and all that sort of stuff too is it kind of confusing when you're first starting out in soccer to keep everything or know everything that's involved with this yeah i think when you're starting off in anything it's going to get a little confusing mm-hmm. um but as you like as you play you'll definitely learn stuff in the game but yeah clock management is huge for us and uh being able to manage your time wisely i know we like to sub a lot mm-hmm. so especially my position too so i know like hey i'm gonna be playing for 20 minutes you gotta work yourself for that 20 minutes where ct might play for 35 that half mm-hmm. just because of our positional and how we want to play and our game plan and he has to manage his time differently than i do even though we're all on the same team and the same game plan and mm-hmm. i mean time management for each individual and for our entire team as a as a whole is a, is a huge huge part of our success mm-hmm. yeah there's those times where I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to play 35 minutes. I get my 10 minutes of rest with the rest of the half, then halftime, and I'll be looking up at the clock, and there's two minutes left in the half, and I've played 43 minutes. I'm just confused because we sub so much. And so it's just like you have to prepare your body to just expect the worst in a way because I've got to be prepared to play 90 minutes. If I don't play 90 minutes, I'm still ready to do it. And that means I can give more effort in my 65 minutes if I didn't play that. Right. You guys mentioned, you know, preparing. How hard is it as a college student? Because I got to imagine you got to watch your nutrition, you know, what you eat and and what you put in put in your body too. Is that something uh, your coaching staff is kind of preaching with you guys too? I know we've had, you know, some some assistants and you know uh, uh, coaches coming on and talking about that. But as a as a college student, does it get a little hard because you got class, mm-hmm. you know, you got practice, you got games. It's easy probably just to put something really quick and, you know, <laughs> yeah. greasy and, and all that. But is that a focal point uh, for, for you guys? And how hard was that for you to adjust to? I mean, I think being a broke college student too yeah. is definitely <laughs> an added piece of that. Uh, you got to spend your money wisely on things that actually matter. And I, I know Cody, our strength and conditioning coach, has a survey we fill out every day asking if we've had breakfast, if we've eaten before and after practice, about how much water we've had. I think that's a big focal point. And um, this weekend we had cherry tart juice which like helps you with recovery. There's like scientific stuff around that. So Casey went on and bought like three different jars and <laughs> had all of us take them before each of our meals uh, during the weekend just to make sure like every single uh, like box was checked kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, trying to manage, like I only have this much money to buy rice and chicken and vegetables right. and get my milk in and all that stuff. I know, I know it sounds so, so stupid, but... Um, that's actually something you have to actually kind of have to worry about. Mm-hmm. And then actually finding time to eat a very well-planned meal during the day, too, is um, mm-hmm. something you struggle with as well. Yeah, I agree. I mean, personally, me in high school, it was like, oh, I got a basketball game today. I'm going to go to McDonald's. Right. Or I got a soccer game. I'm going to go to Burger King. It's like, yep. here you can't do that because it's probably going to come up on the field because of how much we run. Like, mm-hmm. His position, my position, we cover six miles in 60 minutes. Yeah. A mile, mile every 10 minutes, basically. Wow. Past weekend, I had like 1.2 miles and like every 10 minutes. It's insane. You guys are crazy. <laughs> well, and, and and kind of going up with what you said with like Cody and them, so much to like a perfect example is after going through the surveys and kind of getting your guys' feedback, we know that you guys didn't get enough water this weekend. We didn't. And so what are you, what are, how do we change that? We're going to put a 24-pack of water bottles in every single room. So you have literally no excuse not to drink water, right? You know, again, 20th game of the season, we're getting down there. It's going to, I think the weather should be favorable for us this weekend as far as not being too cold, but like, it's, that's how you change. It's mm-hmm. how you game plan. It's how you, you know, just change little things here and there to make sure that you guys are 
you know, prepared and, and ready to go at, at your best. How much do you guys, you know, talk about the weather? I know we talked about this with, with uh, cross country. Is that something you guys watch, like colder temperatures, you put more layers on? Do you, does that factor into game planning or anything like that? And does Owen Williams only play really well <laughs> in the cold? <laughs> yeah, I know some of the guys, myself included, love playing in the cold. I don't know why I do. Is it because you just run around the whole yeah, time, so I you probably don't feel, feel tired. Or yeah. compared when it's like ninety out and sunny, you're yeah. dripping in sweat the first five minutes you're in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, past weekend you brought gloves, hats, scarves, like big parka jackets for when you're on the bench to stay warm. And mm-hmm. um, our coach makes sure we bring all of the gear we possibly have for every situation. If it's raining or snowing or mm-hmm. sunny and eighty out in November, you never really know. Right uh, around these parts, so. Yeah, I mean, some guys like Owen, like he said, it, like he said, it's a superpower to play play in the cold. It's a superpower. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> it's weird. Like Friday, it was what, like thirty five degrees, and I was like, this is this is terrible. And one of the assistant coaches was like, no, this is actually perfect because Owen plays tremendous in the cold, <laughs> so this actually favors us. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, but it's, is it? Do you think it's a mindset too when it comes to cold stuff? You, I've heard athletes talk about, you know. Especially like if in football or something like that, you've got you know receivers when it's like zero degrees and they don't wear sleeves or anything like that because it's it's all a mindset. Do you think there's a mindset when it comes to playing in that, or is that just get over or overhyped a little bit? I do think it's a mindset because if you're gonna focus on it being cold, you're gonna be cold. Mm-hmm. But if you just go focus on the game, you just if you wear just your jersey, if you put sleeves on, you're not gonna know you have that on. Right. You just gotta go out there and play. And if you're just gonna focus about it's cold. There's a whole game you're missing. Like you got to focus on that, and I think the mindset is just don't worry about the weather because the weather's not going to change. The other team's in the same weather, so nothing's going to happen with anything. So just focus on the game. Right. Did you have any more questions before we get to lightning round here, big guy? No. Because I know you're the soccer guy, so I'll start it off. He hates PKs. What are you guys? What are your guys' yeah, thoughts? PK on shootouts. <laughs> I still think it should be golden goal. That's my opinion. All right. Thank you. I agree. I haven't taken a PK since my senior year of high school, and I'm a junior in college, so yeah, I just go away from them. Is that a personal decision, or is that? Well, I mean, we have an All-American, so I mean, <laughs> I'm, gi- I- I'm giving the ball to him if I have to. Yeah. Right. You just keep leading D3 in assists, and we'll be just fine. I try. Look at that. Did it last year, and you're still doing it this year, by the way. Nice. Nice. All right, so we got that one. I was waiting for you to bring it up, so I was like, I'm going to try to beat him to the punch right there. So uh, let's start off easy, guys. Favorite food? I like Mexican food. Tacos, burritos, anything like that. Probably a good steak. All right, how do you – medium rare, medium? Yeah, medium rare. Okay. Uh, Soft shell, hard shell tacos? Soft shell all the way. Oh, I don't know about that. Till I die. (laughs) (laughs) Soft shell's the way to go. For sure. Mm, we, we, we might agree to disagree on that All right, one. that's fine. <laughs> uh, let's go favorite movie. I love Forrest Gump. Really? Yeah, I love it. has, like, the weirdest plot ever, and I can watch it a million times, and I still think it's funny and a great time. Nice. I'd say Top Gun. The the original one? Yeah. That a boy. Look at it with the old school movies, too. I like this. I like it. Uh, let's go, if you're streaming anything right now, Netflix, Hulu, whatever, what are you binge watching? Uh, I just watched the Beckham documentary okay. on Netflix. Yep. And uh, since we kind of play the same position, uh, definitely like, oh. Yeah. I'm a big Man U fan, so, like, oh, I loved it. Yeah. It's amazing, yeah. I'm not a big TV guy. I'm more of a YouTube person. I just okay. watch, like, 
soccer documentaries or anything. Mm-hmm. Whatever pops up on my page, I just click on it. Gotcha. His high school highlights. Uh, I wish I had those. We don't have, <laughs> we don't have the money for that in Forest Lake. <laughs> so who was your favorite uh, athlete growing up as a kid? Oh, dude. I mean, I love Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I also love Adrian Peterson. I'm a big Vikings fan. So oh, dude! I had a big really? Vikings fat head of Adrian Peterson in my room and a whole like Vikings themed uh, bedroom. Yeah, it was the best. Man, I was a big Wild fan, so <laughs> Derek Bugard was my go-to guy. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, boogeyman. I'm surrounded by Minnesota fans <laughs> right now. Good gracious. This is what uh, happens when you let me choose the guests. Apparently, Maria, are you a Minnesota fan too? Thank goodness, there's an. Are you at least Wisconsin? Okay, thank goodness. We're two to three over here. Uh, favorite sport besides soccer? Football. That kind sure, of, yeah. 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 Basketball. Basketball? Are you a T-Wolves fan then? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I mean, when we're good, but no. You're good this year so far. So far, so far year, yeah. So far, defensively, you guys are good. Really yeah. good right there. Top of the West. Besides Go Bear getting in the headlock. But I mean, By Draymond? Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. <laughs> ridiculous. That was awesome. Hey, it helped you. Got him ejected know, and Clay right? Thompson ejected, game, yeah, so yeah. And, you, and you won it there. Uh, let's go with your favorite soccer memory. Um, I would say my senior year of high school, we played our like cross-city rival in Park Center. I went to Chandler Park, and um, in the section semifinal, it was like 15 degrees out and had the best game of my life, scored a hat-trick and uh, knocked him out of the playoffs, and that you know knocking your rival out is nice. definitely a great feeling. Mine would be probably U13 club soccer. We won the state championship and went to regionals. And Casey was actually one of the assistant coaches for that. Nice. Uh, who's been your biggest influence in your life? I'd say my father, probably. He was a big athlete in college. He played football at St. Cloud. Okay. And uh, he just wanted me to be active, and I think he put the competitive gene in me. Mm-hmm. And um, he was definitely been very, very supportive. Same with my mom. Both of them have been very, very supportive in my athletic endeavors growing up being at every game and stuff and making sure i stay on top of it and stay competitive and do what i want to do mm-hmm. i think uh, he's been a great a great influence on me i'd say my brother he's not the most athletic kid i think i got the athletic genes but man does that kid work hard for anything yeah. he's a med student right now and oh, went back to school to change his grades get him up get into med school so whatever he's doing he just puts so much work into it and that just Makes me strive for greatness through him. Yeah, nice. Uh, what's you guys' major? I'm a marketing major. Okay. With a management minor. Okay. A bunch of other stuff. You have a envision what you like a job wise, career wise. I have no idea. I just like talking to people. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll figure it out as it goes around. But uh, I got a lot of other things on my plate at the moment. Yep. So. I'm a double major in uh, accounting and finance. So you're a double major, you're a soccer player. I mean, you're doing, dude, how do you have time for, for, for that stuff? I mean, you really don't. You just <laughs> school, <laughs> soccer, and go to bed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I know we've talked to a few athletes, too, and I think you kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier, is, like, one of the hardest things to do is figure out when to eat, like, timing-wise is when to, like when you're going to figure out supper and all that. Yeah, the football guys yeah. say the same thing. Yeah. I mean, this sounds terrible, but, like, sometimes I just forget to eat. Mm-hmm. Like that that to me is just like wow like you guys aren't the only ones who said that too oh, no yeah I mean like even this morning like, like oh sorry Cody I didn't breakfast this morning but like <laughs> you wake up like I woke up showered studied for my test took a test at eight now I'm here I got class at ten class at eleven oh geez we gotta Practice get you guys at, out of here yeah you know, holy one, moly so I mean days are packed yeah I don't know how you guys do this 
So well, you well, have no excuses this weekend. I know. We I have know. food installed in every single food day. and water and, and water grapes. and water. Grapes. Costco grapes. Costco grapes. Those grapes are so good. Are the best. <laughs> Red grapes or green grapes? Green so. grapes for sure. No. Yes. No. Ooh. Cotton candy green <laughs> grapes are the best grapes ever. This is, this is literally the conversations they had all weekend, other than playing. Cotton candy green grapes. <laughs> yes. I've had them. I might have to go. No, I'm a regular green one. Oh, I gotta go green. They're all great. I love grapes. <laughs> grapes are your favorite? No, I wouldn't say they're my favorite, but this weekend, <laughs> yeah, the coaches all bought us a bunch of stuff, and uh, I don't know why or how, or like what was even like going through my head, but I just saw this pack of green grapes, and they were just like, so they just look so good. I don't know. I don't even know. This makes sense. You're the reason why I had to go to Walmart every morning to get more grapes. I did bring the whole carton back to my room. No <laughs> lie on that. That's awesome. Well, uh, guys, best of luck. Uh, hopefully you guys continue to uh, in this playoff run. Best of luck. And uh, this was a lot of fun. And get to class here, too. Yeah. So if you guys get late, blame Nick. Don't don't mention me here. So, yeah, all right. Thank you for having us. We appreciate you it. You got it. Best of luck, guys. So Thanks, guys. Have a good rest of your day.